What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So check this out, guys. Lately, there's been a lot of chatter in conspiracy corners about this collapse, this collapse everyone's been talking to that leads to the Great Reset happening in October. Well, check this out. Pope Francis instructs Vatican entities to move all funds to Vatican Bank by September 30th. So they're basically pulling out their money. They have in foreign investment firms, foreign banks, foreign stock markets, and bringing it all back to Vatican City where they have the Vatican Bank. A lot of people are like, okay, I guess we kind of have a time frame because the Pope has basically given all of these uh, religious entities they deal with until September 30th to get that money into the Vatican Bank. Now, I'm sure they're going to try to start doing shit like what Bill Gates and all the other BlackRock motherfuckers are doing, like buy up land and who knows, gold, whatever the fuck else, some bunkers. But it's pretty alarming because the housing market's all fucked up here. China's housing market is coming to a head fast. It looks like there's about to be a big old bubble burst. So you guys have got, you know, 30 days to prepare for this shit. So I'm like, no shit, I'm like about to go drop my entire next paycheck on some medical supplies and canned goods. Get ready, you guys. If these whispers in Conspiracy Corner are correct, the Great Reset is coming to a head very soon. Now check this shit out. This is for our Canadian friends. Now, now I don't know if the mainstream media there has talked about it at all, but none of the mainstream media in Canada decided to disclose Dr. Jim Kellner, a pediatrician and University of Calgary professor who has been cited as an authority in dozens of articles published by CTV News, CBC, Global News, and the Toronto Star. And his kick is he keeps trying to push the vaccination on children and other pandemic-related issues. Since 2014, Kilner's research has received over $1.9 million from Pfizer Pharmaceuticals for various vaccine studies, with the most recent grant of $787,000 being allocated until the year 2022. Now, check this shit out. Kellner's research funding was not disclosed by any of the outlets I just mentioned, in not one article, which goes back to 2020. Thought it might be, you know, useful to let everybody know that this guy who is pushing vaccines, and especially vaccines on children, is being paid off by Pfizer. No fucking shit. Now check out what this bloodsucker said in an article published by CBC News last Wednesday. Titled, Wondering About Vaccinating Younger Kids Against COVID-19? Alberta Expert Weighs In. So Kellner goes on to say, From my perspective, the risk-benefit analysis is showing there's a definite benefit to providing the vaccine to prevent infection and prevent serious outcomes of COVID-19. It's like, really? What fucking studies are you reading? Because kids burn right through COVID, not the other way around. In another article published in April by the public broadcaster, Kellner encourages expanding the groups of people eligible for a COVID vaccine, quote unquote, especially by age, and is quoted as saying the number one thing that can make a difference is vaccination. 
Now, according to CBC search results, Kellner's name turns up over 41 times. That's a four and a one, 41 times, and appears in numerous videos and articles on the topic of vaccination, and no one thought it should be fucking maybe dropped in there that he's being paid off by Pfizer. Nope, definitely not a conflict of interest at all. Now, this kind of shady shit is not just happening in Canada. Check this out. According to a FOIA request by The Blaze, the federal government paid media outlets such as ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox News, of course CNN is in there, and MSNBC, to advertise the vaccination. Now, does no one else see a conflict of interest in that whole fucking getup? It's like clown world extraordinaire. What are these people doing? It is scientifically proven these vaccinations aren't preventing death. They aren't preventing transmission. They aren't preventing hospitalization. So why are they trying to go so hard still in 2022 when everybody knows they're just a bunch of fucking liars that got caught, but they're still going to try to push this poison on people? And unfortunately, the brainwashed and or brain dead are just going to keep getting booster after booster until they're dead. Because check out these horrific rates I'm about to break down for you. Oh, I'm pretty sure I told you guys about these numbers last week, but let's just hear them again for a little refresher course. Myocarditis is up 2,800%. Cancer is up 300 to 900%. Infertility with both genders is up 500%. Miscarriages are up 300%. Neurological disorders up 1,000%. Demyelinating disorders is up 1,000%. Now, do you want to talk about the death rate that's gone up? I I know I've told you guys like 65 times, but do we need to hear these numbers again about these unexplained excessive deaths? Well, let's break it down. Official mortality figures for Europe show there's been a shocking 691% increase in excess deaths just among children since the European Medicines Agency extended the emergency youth authorization of the Pfizer Kabobo vaccine for use in children ages 12 to 15 in May 2021. Now, before this decision by the European Medicines Agency, the EMA, Deaths among children in 2021 were below the expected rate, but following the emergency use authorization, excess deaths among children by the end of 2021 had risen a deeply troubling 1,599% compared to 2017 and 2020. Now, this trend has continued into 2022 with Europe officially recording a 381% increase in excess deaths among children this year so far, compared to the 2018 to 2021 average. Now, I read this post the other night, and let me just kind of break it down for you. The poster was saying they had spoken with an actuary the night before, and they told this person the insurance industry is scrambling to react to the massive spike and excess deaths and COVID-19 vaccine-induced adverse effects. They're recomputing their mortality tables to account for vaccination status and the number of shots received. At this point, they're saying that all sorts of crazy ideas are being discussed within the insurance industry, such as just straight denying coverage to the vaccinated and significantly increasing, like 200 to 400 percent, 
increasing premiums in the employer-based plans to account for the vaccinated members and making pre-employment physicals mandatory for all new hires to obtain their vaccination status and then using pricing strategies to discourage the hiring of quote-unquote vaccinated candidates. They also said there's a mandatory blood dinner for the vaccinated, which is being discussed. They said the most likely outcome will be that the publicly traded, you know, BlackRock, Vanguard-controlled insurance companies will simply double or triple their rates, which definitely makes sense because the globalists love to economically penalize the middle class for trying to eliminate them. So this is like coming in from everywhere. The life insurance industry, we've had many reports of them saying that the death rate has gone up and not a COVID death, the unexplained deaths. And just in general, in all these highly vaccinated countries, suddenly we're seeing a spike in unaccounted for or SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, deaths is just out of control and like i always say the fucking mainstream media is on cricket duty now apparently now i found this message to the unvaccinated the other day and unfortunately the author is unknown but i thought it was so fucking great i would read it to you guys here it begins even if I were pollinated and fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I've ever seen, even from partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and doctors. People were capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, level of education, states, and ideas. They are special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parents that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are the beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. Look what they did that others could not. They were that tree that worsted the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone and believed they were the only ones. Banned from their family's tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no money, but they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they kept going. Never before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now we know who are the best on planet Earth. Women, men, old, young, rich, poor, of all races or religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many toughest marines, commandos, green parades, astronauts, geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived, those heroes born among ordinary men who glow in the dark. And that shit's 100%, you guys. It was not easy withstanding the PSYOP. I know it wasn't easy for a lot of people just watching their family and friends turn their backs on them, but we've made it this far. And I think we give hope to other people, even the vaccinated, saying, look at these people. They stood up to all this shit. They've lost everything, but they are holding fast in their beliefs 
And now the crazy conspiracy theories are actually turning out to be conspiracy fact, just like we've been saying all along. Now, as per usual, I don't like to just give you guys all doom and gloom. So check out this. This is really good info for California. SB 866 is dead. This is the bill that would have allowed minor children 15 and up to receive all vaccines without parental consent or knowledge. So Senator Scott Weiner did not have enough votes, so he admitted defeat by placing the bill in the quote unquote inactive file. So like I said, this is a huge victory for California, Californians and the children of California. And it was people like us, me and you, that actually like voiced up and said no fucking way. Social media efforts were super important as well. Legislators did not like being called out in front of their constituents. So you guys, we can make a difference. We can stop these psychopath politicians. You just have to do something. You can't just sit there and like talk shit. You actually got to get out there, make your voice heard and spread the word about these psychopaths. Let everybody you care about know what these fools are up to. Now, speaking of California, let me tell you guys about this fuckery. So California is poised to phase out sales of new gas powered cars in the near future, like a few years from now. I believe 2035 is the deadline. But as of today, California Power Grid declares a flex alert, urges residents not to charge electric vehicles. Now, what the fuck are these people doing? They're wanting to make it so we don't have any gas-powered cars here and the tax is so much we won't be able to afford to drive them. But then they turn around and urge residents not to charge their electric vehicles. It's just ass-backwards clown world extraordinaire just because it's California. They're like the fucking peak stupid of a stupid idea. So now we're going to get back to some more Canadian news. And actually, herself, the elf maker, sent me this information, and it's fucking insane. Now, check this out. Trudeau's climate change minister, Stephen Gulby, I don't even know, Gulbialt, and I'm not taking time to look up this little bitch's name. Anyway, he's on the defensive, finally responding to Saskatchewan minister Jeremy Cockrell's warning that federal agents could be arrested for trespassing on private land to take samples. No shit, you guys. These motherfuckers are just like, oh, we're just going to go wherever the fuck we want and fuck with anybody's property. Now, check this out. This is a tweet put out by Jeremy Cockrell. He wrote, we're demanding an explanation from the federal minister on why his department is trespassing on private land without the owner's permission to take water samples from dugouts. We have received reports of this occurring in several places throughout Saskatchewan. And he fucking straight up, he's going after this guy. They made an official, like, declaration on government of Saskatchewan letterhead. And they are threatening to arrest these assholes. It's like, why, why, is, why is this happening? Why is Trudeau sending these feds on private property? No one else thinks it's kind of weird? Hmm. Well, they've been put on notice. So if they keep this shit up, they are now being threatened with arrest which they totally deserve for trespassing.
But yeah, up top to herself, the elf maker, because I would not have even known about this. We don't get a lot of like Canadian news unless it's like groundbreaking shit like Justin Trudeau's eyebrow falls off or Justin Trudeau's a pretty boy type shit. But other than that, we don't get a lot of Canadian news. So I depend on a lot of you guys to send me that information. And you guys have come through with some badass shit before. So that's what's up and thank you all. Now, I think it was last episode, I was talking about how Germany had had an over 700% increase in the cost of electricity. The other day, one of our UK listeners posted a bill from their, I don't know what it's called, their PG&E, their electric utility companies, and it was over 9,000 pounds, which is absolutely insane. It shows it was like a little bit, it was like a 66-day bill, and it had a zero balance for the previous billing cycle. And this is just like a little coffee shop they own. And this bill is outrageous, thousands of dollars. In California, the high cost of electricity is increasing poverty. It is so bad here. California's poverty rate is the highest in the nation. And now new restrictions on natural gas will increase electricity costs. And that's gonna make the poverty problem worse. It's going to make our electricity problem worse, but it's like, I don't know, these psychopaths are trying to run us off a cliff as fast as possible. Now, just because I've been talking a lot of shit about Pfizer doesn't mean I've forgotten about Moderna. It is now an undeniable fact. The vaccine can cause more myocarditis in men under 40 than COVID-19. And this is according to the Patron Circulation Study done on excess events per million exposed. Now, the second Moderna shot seems to be the highest risk, according to these graphs. Now, this study looked at both Pfizer jabs and the Moderna jabs. And according to what they found, the second Moderna jab is extremely dangerous for men younger than 40 years old. So don't think I've forgotten all about you, you fucking little Moderna DARPA funding government bioweapon bullshit. Now I'm going to get to the part where I tell you a seriously bad joke, but it's not a fucking joke, it's the truth. So next week, a man who herded one million Uyghurs into camps, jails human rights activists, crushed Tibet, disappeared courageous men and women who sounded the alarm on the coronavirus and suffocated freedom in Hong Kong, will join the UN's highest human rights body. Now, if you haven't guessed who I'm talking about, let me just say it for you. That would be the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. No shit, the UN is allowing this fool to join their highest regarded human rights organization. You absolutely heard that right. So just let that sink in a bit and maybe that'll make it a little bit more clear for you guys. All of these elite motherfuckers are working together. It's not like China against America, against Europe, against Russia. It's all a big country club and we're not a part of it. They see the people as the enemy. They see the people as a force that needs to be conquered. They see the people as a force that needs to be controlled and manipulated. So don't get any of that shit twisted. These people, left, right, Chinese, Russian, American, European, none of them are on our side. So now we're gonna have a little change of subject. 
I know previously I said I was going to do like a mini bonus episode for the Heather Cameron case, but it didn't work out with time and all that shit. I had to get out of the house and go explore a bit. So Sunday, I found this cool little lake out by my house here in the sticks. So I went and hiked it because holy shit, I needed it. I may have fallen down a couple of times, but it was totally worth it. So I just kind of ran out of time. So what I'm going to do now is break down the Heather Cameron case. And for those of you who hear this information and want to know more about it, I've covered Heather Cameron multiple times on this podcast, and I'll probably cover her multiple more times on my podcast because I really would love for her family to receive justice. So sit back and get ready to hear the tale of Heather Cameron. Now, when I first started reporting about Heather Cameron, nobody was talking about this girl. I had to dig deep just to find most basic information And my Reading peeps, you guys came through. You got me transcripts of the 911 call. You guys told me what you thought was going on in the town. You guys told me some of your suspects. And I think a lot of you had some really good information. So like I was just saying, I got the transcripts for the 911 call Heather Cameron made to Shasta County Sheriff's the day she went missing. This call, even just reading the transcripts, was absolutely blood-chilling. Now, 911 dispatchers are trained to deal with those in a state of panic, anger, delusion, and even intoxication. I'm sure you guys can imagine how stressful a job it is to be a dispatcher. They're sitting there on the phone, and there's nothing they can do but talk to someone and try to get them calm, try to get them some help, But other than that, there's not much you can do. So when this dispatcher got the panic call from Heather that day, there was a lot of things working against Heather. She was completely panicked. She was telling the dispatcher that someone had drugged her with heroin and was trying to kill her. And every couple of minutes, the phone would go dead. The dispatcher, of course, did try to call her back. But apparently Heather was using a track phone and it had run out of minutes, so he cannot accept incoming calls, even from a 911 dispatcher. So Heather was able to get through to the dispatcher that she was at Keswick Dam in Shasta County, California. The dispatcher did not know her precise location because all of that area in NorCal, that's some super fucking foresty shit. Heather did call back the dispatcher each time after being disconnected and they kind of like pinpointed where they thought she probably was. So they sent out the fucking troops. They had a CHP helicopter. They had dogs. They had sheriffs out combing this area. But like I was just saying, it's super Sticksville. The area is filled with steep canyons, ravines. There's not really good maps of it. There's a bunch of trails that go every which way there. And no one knew exactly where Heather was. All they knew is this girl was panicking. She 100% someone was trying to kill her. And she said this person had drugged her with heroin. Now, that was the last Heather had any contact with anyone. After that day, she just went missing and no one had ever seen her again. Now, somehow, I don't know how this happens... Even though they sent all the troops out to look for Heather, 
These police, the sheriff, CHP, no one decides to notify her family of the situation. She's not even reporting missing until about two and a half weeks after the day she made this phone call. So this was originally happening August 18th, 2012. So it's now, you guys, it's like, what, the 10-year anniversary of Heather being just gone. And her family said it was totally unlike her just to completely vanish and not go see her kids, not make some kind of contact with her family. But at that point on, Heather became a missing person. Now, during my investigation, I was told that Heather was out with her boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend, Daniel Lunsby at the time. And strangely enough, these two had been in the Keswick Dam area, maybe about the past two weeks, and had called the police on each other multiple times. So the rangers out there and the sheriffs had had contact with both Heather and Daniel multiple times over the previous two weeks. Now, according to Shasta County Sheriff Sergeant Brian Jackson, he says Daniel was interviewed three times, but with the most recent being back in 2014. He was never charged with anything to do with Heather's disappearance. Now, I think it's a uh, pretty easy to say this fool is a huge suspect. He admits being with Heather that day at the dam, but his story is Heather just went crazy, grabbed his phone, and ran off into the forest, and that was the last he ever saw of her. Now, I get it. Shasta County Sheriffs, they got a huge amount of land they have to patrol. And I know they're not like a well-funded sheriff's department. So maybe they just figured no body, no case. But that's not the fucking way it is anymore. There are plenty of cases where someone is found guilty even if the body is never found. So just a little bit of background on Heather. She was born August 11th, 1984. She has brown hair, brown eyes, and several tribal tattoos. She's five foot six inches tall and weighs 115 pounds. Heather is of the Grand Ronde tribe, and that's up there in Shasta County. Her tribe is still looking for her. Her family are still looking for Heather. It seems like the only people not really looking for Heather are the Shasta County Sheriff's Office. And I'm not even trying to talk shit. I'm just calling it how it is. I was able to get the information from multiple people up there in Reading and kind of like get an idea of what was going on in this girl's life. Now, according to my previous podcast episodes about Heather, there's a rumor going around that there is a video of Heather being raped by three men and eventually killed. Now, a lot of names have been thrown around in this case, and I'm not even going to bring them up right now. If you want to hear all that, you can go back and listen to the other podcasts, because I've said the people's name who I think need to be looked at. I don't know why or how this fool aka her ex-boyfriend boyfriend got away with this because he doesn't look like the brightest light bulb in the shed but somehow this fucker just was able to be like yeah i definitely saw her yeah that was my phone yeah i drove with her to keswick dam but she just disappeared and that's it sheriff's like okay well i guess we'll just talk to you three times that's it see ya now i have to say what's up and thank you to all my reading people that gave me so much information on the case I found out all kinds of stuff that I can't even get into right now. I made it a whole like fucking mini series about Redding and how fucked up it is there. 
I, I love Reading, okay? I used to camp at Trinity, which is about an hour, hour and a half northwest from Reading. So every year I'd pass through Reading. So that place has a little special spot in my heart. But the Shasta County Sheriff's Office, I just, they're dropping the ball. Now, I'm not saying they're maliciously dropping the ball. I'm saying it's happening for probably for a few reasons, which I'm not going to get into right now, but I have covered extensively on the other episodes regarding Heather. Now, one of the suspects' name that was thrown around a lot to me was a guy named Donnie Stroud. And for two years, I looked for this guy, and I repeated what multiple people had told me, and I wanted to get his side of the story. And last year, I was actually able to do that. So one of the episodes is me just kind of laying it out for Donnie, like, this is what people are saying, what is true, what is not true, blah, blah, blah. He was able to show that he was actually in the county jail on August 18th when Heather went missing. So that kind of disqualified him as a suspect or a person of interest in the disappearance of Heather Cameron. But you know who wasn't in jail? Daniel Winsby. He was actually with her and the last person to see her at Keswick Dam. Yet he is still free to run around and go commit more felonies. I just, I really don't know how that works. Now, if any of you people out there listening know anything at all, and even if it's the smallest little detail, if you know anything at all about Heather's disappearance, call the Shasta County Sheriff's Department directly at 530-245-6025. Ask to speak to the detective in charge of missing persons or major crimes, and let them know what you know. Maybe this little piece of information could lead to a something else that breaks the case wide open. You never know with these type of situations. But I do know Heather and her family deserve justice. And whoever did this to her needs to be held accountable. Now, I've been told some details even as specific as what trail Heather's body was dumped on. And I've tried to get this information to the sheriff's office three, four times, but apparently they're just hella busy up there in Shasta County. And I mean, I I know some details about this case. I was absolutely obsessed with Heather Cameron's case for a very long time, and I still think about it all the time. And I probably will until she is found and the person who did this to her is brought to justice. So please, you guys, anything you know about it, please contact the Shasta County Sheriff's Office and let them know. If you start to do this and you're not really getting anywhere with them, contact me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com and let me know what is going on and how this shit's working out for you. Because maybe as a team, maybe two of us can get something done with them where one of us working alone can't. But I think there's answers out there, and I think we could bring her killer to justice, and I hope we can get her a proper burial and brought home to her family. So you guys, that's about it for this week, but before I get out of here, I just have to say what's up to the top three downloading states, which is Illinois, California, and Texas. What's up, you guys? You three seem to be always the three on top, and I fucking love it. I appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, as far as our international people, it's definitely the usual suspects. Canada, the UK, Australia, and Netherlands. 
And as a little honorable mention, I'm just going to throw this one out here too, but we got Denmark up in the mix. So that's what's up, you guys. I appreciate you listening. Drop me a line anytime at vanishinthevalley at gmail.com if you have a story you think I should dig into or if you want some random document I talk about. I would be happy to send it out to you. So, like I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you lost?